in a world where wrong is being sold as right and acts of wickedness are perpetrated and celebrated. It is dangerous to live without a proper guidance. In Christ Embassy, we teach you how to do life the God way through teachings that are founded on the scriptures and by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Worship with us every Sunday by 8 a.m. and every Wednesday by 12 noon and 5 p.m. respectively at Christ Embassy Boundless Grace Church, Loveboat City, Atali Farm Road, Port Harcourt. For more inquiries, kindly call 070-6159-6095 or 081-4036-2545. Christ Embassy, giving your life a meaning. The Holy Spirit feels the Christian that he may have control of the Christian. The Holy Spirit feels a Christian that he may, that Christian may come under the sway, under the control, under the influence of the Holy Spirit. But when Peter came under the influence of the Spirit, when he was filled with the Spirit to the point where he was influenced, Peter was filled with boldness. This is The Phenomenal Life with Pastor Michi. We'll continue our study on the Spirit, the Word, and the Name. The Spirit, the Word, and the Name. We've looked at the Holy Spirit as a person. We've looked at the Holy Spirit as God. We've looked at the work of the Holy Spirit in salvation. We've looked at the work of the Holy Spirit in Christian living. The work of the Holy Spirit in Christian living. On Sunday, we stopped out at the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit lives in your spirit. Ephesians chapter 3 verse number 16. Ephesians 6, 3 verse 16. Ephesians chapter number 3 verse 16. That he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Be strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man. Colossians chapter 1 verse 29. Whereunto I also labor, according, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Let's look at this from the Amplified Version. For these are labor unto weariness, striving with all the superhuman energy, which he so mightily enkindles and works within me. So the Holy Spirit within a Christian is the superhuman energy of God working in that Christian. Same scripture, but this time from the Passion Translation. Christ is our message. Passion, we're reading 28 and 29 verses. Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts and bring every person into the full understanding of truth. 
it has become my inspiration and passion in ministry to labor with a tireless intensity, with his power flowing through me to present to every believer the revelation of being perfect, of being his perfect one in Christ Jesus. Praise God. The next point is that he feels the Christian. He feels the Christian. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18. He feels the Christian. The Holy Spirit feels the Christian. Now, we need to understand what we mean here when we say the Holy Spirit feels the Christian. It's not the Holy Spirit feeling as um, to feel to capacity. But we're talking about controlling power. You know, that is feeling to intoxication. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18. It says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. When the scripture says here, be filled with the Spirit, he's not talking about um, being, that's like you have a, a two-liter um, bottle or container and you, you pour water until you fill it. No. He's talking about coming under the control and sway of the Spirit. Um, let's look at the same verse from the Amplified Version. Amplified Version. It says, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be ever filled, and look at that next word, and stimulated, stimulated with the Holy Spirit. That means the Holy Spirit fills the Christian that he may have control of the Christian. You know, the Holy Spirit fills a Christian that he may, that Christian may come under the sway, under the control, under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Can I see the same scripture from the NIV? It says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Message translation. Don't drink too much wine. That cheapens your life. Drink the Spirit of God. Huge droughts of Him. Praise God. You know, huge droughts of Him. Now, remember the other example when he says, don't drink wine. He was always talking about drinking wine to drunkenness. You know, like the Bible says in King James, it says, don't be drunk with the Spirit. It's not, don't be drunk with wine. It's not, don't drink wine. It's, don't be drunk with wine. To drink wine and be drunk with wine, they are two different things. The one who is drunk is the one who is now under the influence. Under the influence. Because there are many Christians who may be filled with the Spirit. That is, they have received the Spirit, but they are not under the influence of the Spirit. You see this example in the Old Testament. The prophet, when he had the vision where he was brought by an angel into the rivers of the Spirit, the water, he said he took some steps and the water was at his ankle. The, whole, the angel um, went some distance, brought him through that distance, and the waters were at the knee, then moved again, and the waters was at the um, waste. Then he says, as the angel took him farther, he got to the point where the water, you could not walk anymore. The water was overwhelming. 
you know, that you now have to swim. You come under the influence and the waves of, the, of that water. And that's what the Spirit of God wants to do with us. Come on, praise God. That's what the Spirit of God wants to do. The Spirit of God doesn't just want to fill us to just be in us or we just drink of that Spirit, but that we come to a place where we are under the sway, under the influence, under the direction, under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Uh, you, you, see, you see this? Let's look, at, let's look at something in... You see this in, in, in the life of the early church. You see, it, we read this earlier um, when we're looking at um, the ministry of the Holy Spirit in conviction in Acts chapter 2, book of Acts. I just want to get the verse now. Acts chapter 2, verse number 14. Acts chapter 2, verse 14. It says, Then Peter, standing up with the twelve, now, just a little background. Remember, Peter is the same Peter that denied Jesus three times. You know, um, they asked him, oh, you're one of, his, you're one of his, um, his disciples. And he said, no, I'm not. He lied. And he didn't just lie once. In a very short time, he denied him three times. But when Peter came under the influence of the Spirit, when he was filled with the Spirit to the point where he was influenced. Peter was filled with boldness. It says, but Peter, standing up with the twelve, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. Then he went ahead and preached. You know, he went ahead and preached. It's amazing to notice that this was a requirement in the early church. Let's look at Acts chapter 6 from verse 1. All right, now we'll read verse 1. In, and in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Next verse. Then the twelve called the, the, the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, it is not a reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, now take note of this, look ye out among you seven men of, look at the criteria now, one, honest report, two, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. Take note of that, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. These men have to be full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. Now, when the scripture says um, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, how would you know a man that's full of the Holy Ghost? Not just a man who speaks in tongues. You would have observed that man under the influence of the Spirit do certain things. That means this person, he normally would not have been able or capable of doing these things. When you call him to do it, he'll shy away from it. You call him to do it, he'll shy away from it. You call him to do it, he would rather give you an example. Then all of a sudden, the Spirit of God starts working in that person. Now he's filled with the Spirit. He is gaining now um, spiritual um, 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 courage. You see him doing things. When you read in Acts chapter 7, because one of those people that were chosen, one of those that were chosen here was the man Stephen, who became one of the deacons. 
Then Stephen came under persecution. So let's look at Acts chapter. In a world where wrong is being sold as right and acts of wickedness are perpetrated and celebrated, it is dangerous to live without a proper guidance. In Christ Embassy, we teach you how to do life the God way through teachings that are founded on the scriptures and by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Worship with us every Sunday by 8 a.m. and every Wednesday by 12 noon and 5 p.m. respectively at Christ Embassy Boundless Grace Church, Loveboat City, Atali Farm Road, Port Harcourt. For more inquiries, kindly call 070-6159-6095 or 081-4036-2545. Christ Embassy, giving your life a meaning. Welcome back. Acts chapter 7, let's read verse number 54. We read 54 and 55. Acts 7, 54. Acts chapter 7. It says, when they heard these things, they were caught. Now, if you read from earlier verses, you have the account of Stephen's message. Stephen had preached a very powerful message. Now, as a result of this message, they were caught in their heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth. Next verse. Look at this. It says, but he being full of the Holy Ghost, him being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Next verse. And said, look at that, the infilling of the Holy Spirit always results in some action. And said, behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Now, you think, oh, anybody can say that. No. The circumstances in which he said it, come on, amen. That is what made the difference. The circumstances in which he said it, it's like, Oh, let my people go. That's a statement. But the question is, who are you sending to? Under what circumstances? Who is the person you're sending to? You know, under what circumstances? When you understand that Moses said those words to Pharaoh, the, 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 the king of Egypt, who had the, the Israelites as his slaves, and coming to challenge authority to say, let my people, which people? As far as Pharaoh was concerned, those Israelites were his people. Come on, did you get that? They were his. They were property. Then God claims ownership of what Pharaoh thought he had in his house. Come on, amen. Then this Moses comes in and says, you got to let them go. You got to let them go. The Holy Spirit feels the Christian. That means he, he, he intoxicates you to the point where he is now in control. He is now in control. And this is, this is the thing, this is the difference between effective Christian service and a religious experimentation in trying to serve God. 
without the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Uh, when you read that scripture in, in, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, the King James says, and be filled with the, with the Spirit. But what he actually says in the original Greek is, be being filled with the Spirit. Be being filled. That means stay intoxicated. Stay that way. You know, stay that way. Always maintain the influence of the Spirit in your life. Praise God. All right, next point. The Holy Spirit sanctifies. He sanctifies. Romans chapter 15, verse 16. The Holy Spirit sanctifies. That I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. Praise God. You know, the Holy Spirit sanctifies. There is a work of sanctification that the Holy Spirit does. He carries out. Now, in, in this scripture, Paul was, was writing here, and Paul was talking about his service, his ministry. And the ministry was referring to, when he says, that the offering up of the Gentiles, or the offering of the, of the Gentiles, my work among the Gentiles, he says that this offering might be acceptable. Oh, this is so interesting. It's one thing for something to be given, it's another thing for it to be accepted. You know, that's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, this is my work that I'm doing among the Gentiles. I'm going out and I'm doing this among the Gentiles. Paul was saying that this offering will be accepted. Then he told us how it will be accepted. He says the way it will be accepted is that it is sanctified by the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Now, you, you think about it, that means even our offerings. You come to church and you give an offering, a free will offering, you give your tithe, you give your partnership, or any kind of service that you give, any kind of service, it has to be sanctified by the Holy Ghost. It has to be sanctified. Even our worship, our singing, and now say, okay, but is it like you give anything and hope that God sanctifies it? First, you have to know what he asked you to give to him. Come on, amen. It's like, it's like um, the story of Cain and Abel. God asked for um, offering, a specific kind of offering. And it was supposed to be a sin offering. That means something with blood. But Abel, Abel thought to offer what he had. So he got fruits, he got vegetables, he got produce. And now the Holy Spirit could not sanctify the offering because it was not what was required. Come on, did you get what I just said now? It was not what was required. In the last two years plus, the man of God has been teaching us about praise and worship. Now, for your praise and your worship to God, because music can be used in different ways. I mean, you can sing to yourself, you can use music to teach children in the classroom, but when it comes to the worship of God, the scripture shows us how to do it. 
You know, the scripture shows us how to do it. Worship, you are not the focus. Worship, God is the focus. You know, worship is not about entertaining yourself. Worship is not about, um, 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 you know, like someone says, I want to worship God. I will dance, I will dance. But this dance is not about God, it's about you. You know, it's about you. You may be happy. So you can be asking God to, I mean, you have a party and you can be your own party. But it's not the worship of God. You have to know the difference. So you can't do that and expect that the Holy Spirit will sanctify it and made it acceptable to God as an offering. No, it couldn't be sanctified and made acceptable to God as an offering. First, that offering has to be consistent with the word that he has given to you. Come on, amen. In the Old Testament, he told them, when you come and you bring your offerings, your sacrifices, he says, don't bring a goat with one eye. Come on, amen. Don't bring a goat with one eye. So you can't find someone who says, don't bring a goat that the leg is broken. So you can't bring a defiled offering, then one God to sanctify it. First, give him what he asks for. Then even when you've given him what you ask for, now you have to now trust the Holy Spirit to take that thing that you have given and sanctify it and make it acceptable to God. Come on, amen. So the Holy Spirit sanctifies. Let's look at another scripture in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God had from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief on the truth. Praise God. Keep reading. It says, Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So go back to that. Look at that. He says, he says, we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God had from the beginning chosen you to salvation. You know, how did he do it? Through the sanctification of the Spirit. Now, when we talk about the work of sanctification, you have the two forms of sanctification that the Holy Spirit carries out. First is the sanctification from the world because the word sanctification means to set apart. You know, it means to set apart. To set apart unto holy use. Like when the scripture says, um, ye are a chosen generation. A chosen generation. A royal priesthood. Another way of saying uh, a chosen generation means a sanctified generation. A sanctified people. In fact, in that scripture, it goes ahead to even use that word. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Thank you for listening to The Phenomenal Life with Pastor Michi. You can worship with us every Wednesday at 12 p.m. and 5 p.m. respectively and every other Sunday at 8 a.m. prompt at Christ Embassy Boundless Grace Church, Love Walled City, Atali Farm Road, Port Harkin. You can also participate in our services via King's Chat, Sea Love World, Sea Tunes, and other social media platforms. For more inquiries, kindly call 
0362545 or 0706-159-6095. God bless you. If you want to receive the life of God in your spirit, you want to be born again. You want to receive God's love. You don't want to live life without this. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Place your right hand on your chest. That's your act of faith. Place your right hand on your chest. Lift up the other hand above your head now and pray this prayer after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you very much for the gift of your son Jesus. The Lord Jesus died for my sake. He died for my sins. He died to give me life. Today I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord of my life. Jesus is my Savior. I receive the eternal life of God into my spirit. I receive remission for my sins. I am born again. I am a child of God. All things are passed away. All things are become new. You're my Father and I'm your Son. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you pray that prayer with me, I want to pray for you now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray. According to your faith and the confession of your lips, you're born again. You've been transported from the domain of darkness and now you're a member of God's house. I pray that Christ will dwell in your heart by faith, that you know together with all saints the length, depth, breadth and height of God's love. In the name of the Lord Jesus, today, your new life begins the old is gone and you are blessed to be a blessing and from today you walk in that blessing and you distribute and dispense that blessing everywhere you go in jesus name amen